da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Brian, what are we up to? Tonight, for our bonus episode, our second episode of the week, we're going to be talking about a little film called Room. So welcome to Hour 2 of this week's Mad About Movies podcast. Should we trademark that or something? Just call it the... Call it Hour 2. Or the after show. Yeah, there you mm. go. After the party, it's the hotel lobby, though, just so you know. When do we get our own uh, talking after show? You know, like the Talking Dead or... After the final the, rose, that or the uh, Howard Stern wrap up show. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We need we need some people to start doing a an after podcast show. <laughs> or they just that's, do a podcast about our podcast. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, that's the wave of the future right there. Chris Hardwick will obviously. It's host. called Mad About Mad About <laughs> Movies. And exactly. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ariel, I, I still Ariel, will, I get on it. <laughs> We're going to try to make this a trend in the new year. Two movies a week. We're going to try. No guarantees. That's the goal. But tonight. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up. Sorry, people. <laughs> except for except for the Warcraft week. We're just going to do two episodes right. on Warcraft. Yeah. I don't know if I can do six hours a week every week, but we will. We're going to try. We're, we're going to try as much as we can. If you want more content, we're starting a new year here. You know, the show costs money to produce. And uh, we're not asking for much. But if you have a little extra dough and you've enjoyed the show over the years, like I said, three years, that's well over 200 hours of content. That's way more than Tarantino's given you in the last few years. I'd say it's at least uh, double that, considering mm-hmm. all the two-hour podcasts we've done, an hour and a half yeah. ones. I'd say it's yeah. at least double that. It's wise. probably 300 easy, mm-hmm. easy, easily 300 hours of content, maybe four, five, 600, probably about 800 hours of content. Just yeah. let's, you know what? Closer let's to 1,000. Let's round up. Let's yeah. round up Even to 1,000, yeah. Uh, hours and uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna be extra uh, pledge driving in the next few weeks because we like to get these uh, donations done early so that the show's paid for for the year and we can uh, then we can just put the rest of it straight up our nose. No, but uh, we, you know this is gonna be kind of we're the show pledge driving. The way it goes, yeah. <laughs> the pledge driving part of the of the year with Mad About Movies. We we uh, but you know just donate as little or as much as you like. The more you guys donate, the more episodes we can do. So so thank you guys so much for everything you've done. You guys are the best listeners in the world. And uh, but you know be better. No kidding. You guys are great. But <laughs> any little any little bit helps. So thank you. Before we talk room, which we'll have plenty of thoughts on on that one, I want to talk a little bit. And I know this isn't a normal week for us. We're giving giving you a little bonus here, bonus combo. Just interesting, the whole marketing for this Hail Caesar. I want to get y'all's thoughts on that because yeah. it's been an interesting... I mean, of course, we haven't seen the movie, but I'm sure after we see the movie, we'll be like, oh, no wonder. But weird release date, seemingly great trailer, concept, cast, script, directors, all that. Um, what's the deal here? It doesn't make any sense, does it? Like, it's got to be bad. It's got to be bad. Yeah. You've got to be getting fooled. But I I feel like the, the trailers look awesome, and this the cast is great. And I know that the Coen brothers can throw out a stinker, but it, it just it doesn't look like one at all. I felt like I could smell um, Lady Killers from a mile away of like, oh, that's going to be a terrible film, and Intolerable Cruelty as well. But... This look, it looks really good. It looks really good. Like it should be coming out December 9th, not 
February 9th, you know? Even the poster looks great. Yes. I, just, I don't, I don't go ahead, Richard. Yeah. This is one of the most bizarre. Cause yeah, when we saw the February release date on that and we saw the cast and we saw, uh, the, the pedigree behind it. Oh, okay. They just missed, you know, the studio saw this and didn't like it and it right. sucks. And it's another, uh, Gosh, what was that one from earlier this year? Monuments Men. Monuments Men. Was that this year or last year? No, I think it was last year. year. Yeah. That uh, was, I kind of saw that one coming. <laughs> I think yeah, we all no, did too, but we so didn't when it was released. Yeah, we were all super stoked for that film. And then the, the trailer started coming out and you're like, oh no, oh no. And yeah, then, it got then they pushed, pushed it back. Because yeah. that was supposed to come out in November. They pushed it back to February. We're like, oh no, it's bad. Everyone run. Um, gosh, that trailer was so bad. So was the film. This trailer is really fun and good and it pops and looks great and there's a huge cast and it might be something as simple as like maybe the someone at the studio just didn't think it had it and you know Clooney's had a couple bombs lately and they just I don't know it's so bizarre really bizarre very it does get make it. sense <laughs> like we just got this, I'm looking I'm just, at the I'm just IMDb saying it will cast. make sense I think yeah I, you're probably right, right I would love for that to be incorrect it doesn't make I mean I don't know when the last time was that a legitimately, you know, Oscar caliber film got released this early because Grand Budapest came out in March and that was super early, you know, for for that kind of film. Um, But man, looking at the IMDb and even like you go 15 or 20 people down and you've got like Fisher Stevens and Clancy Brown and and Highlander, you know, I mean, it's like this is a really interesting cast that they put together. And the subject matter looks awesome. I just, I, you're probably totally right, Kent. This is going to end up being one where we just, uh, we the trailer is the best part of the whole thing. But, man, it looks really good. Like, I'm I'm going, it's, I'll do my uh, most anticipated for the first half of the year sometime next week on the blog. And it, this might be, like, number one or two, honestly. And I would like to say that that I'm smart enough to not buy into a February movie, but it just looks so good. Yeah, it's... I mean, Fargo, the TV series, and maybe Bridge of Spies, and or if the screenplay or this is the best stuff they're going to have done mm. in the past year, including their own work, which is yeah. kind of crazy. And, yeah. You know, they kind of fell off with, you know, Unbroken was just cleanup work on that, but not great. I mean, Inside Lewin Davis wasn't real, well received. I mean, maybe in a post Star Wars era, it would be with Oscar Isaac, but. Um, did, I liked it. I mean, it. that was pretty strong. I, I didn't. Was, I didn't uh, think it was a big. It didn't get any Oscar buzz. Yeah, I mean, it got kind of shut Oscar, out, shut on out the buzz, awards yeah. and all that. But, but yeah. I think critically, that did really well. I bet. Let's see what the, the right. I'm yeah, sure. it's ninety four on Rotten Tomatoes. That's yeah. pretty. I mean, it got well received. The Oscar. That was a weird. Oscars were drunk, and mm-hmm. there was something. Yeah. Sorry with that. It was confusing. It's a great little movie, though. It yeah, is. Absolutely. I love True Grit, though. Yeah, Seri- so serious, the, uh, serious man is is underrated as well. I agree. But, That's a good movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally agree. It's really Lady Killers and Intolerable Cruelty are the two, or and the man who wasn't there, and those all three hit one. Right I'm after sorry, you. I have to blame them some for that awful movie last year, the Angelina Jolie one. Oh yeah, Unbroken. Yeah, I didn't. I can. I think that's one where it's like you wonder if that's the first time ever that they've said yes to a project that they didn't really give a crap about. You know. Yeah. And on some level, it's just like they probably got paid more for that than they do for these films where they write and direct and put the whole thing together and spend, you know, an entire year messing with it. They threw that script together and probably got paid more, you know, for that. So I, I, but yes, it's not. That was such a letdown. Gosh, what a bummer that was. But 
that little stretch there from 2001 to 2004, I think is really their kind of their down period. Cause there's not much else that you look at and think even like the Hudsucker proxy is ridiculous and stupid, but it's a fun movie and you can kind of, um, enjoy that. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take the approach of it's going to be good. So that's where I'm, I'm going to go in with that thought and can't, sounds like you're going to go in with, no, this is, cannot be a good movie. I don't think it can because logistically it's impossible. I think for it to, <laughs> I mean, seriously, if it is good, it's the biggest screw job of all time. Putting yeah. it in that. Yeah. That time, I mean, that release date. So, I always forget because I love because No Country for Old Men is an is a masterpiece, and because I love True Grit and Fargo and Inside Lewin Davis, like I forget about so many of their early films. Gosh, their their filmography is just so freaking good. Like, yes, yeah, man, it's they're my favorite man. directors. So. I oh I just for some reason I just forget about because they have so many great films and Lebowski? so Come Lebowski on. and and uh, Miller's Crossing and Raising mm-hmm. Arizona. Raising Arizona is Arizona. probably that's like that might be the reason that I like to make jokes now. Like that's the first movie that I can really remember that was a a weird quirky off the wall comedy. You know that kind of set up a different or or lended itself to a different sense of humor for me personally. Like that was the movie that kind of put me on the sad humorous act that I'm in now. Like this whole, my whole persona is probably due to that film. So <laughs> that's interesting. That's I didn't cool. know that. Yeah. Well, th- I loved that movie as a kid and I, I'm sure I was watching like a TBS taped on a VHS version, you know, but uh, I loved that movie and it was, that's just such a different sense of humor than anything you watch when you're nine years old, you know, you're right. It's almost as funny as the mask. Almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, pet det- Ace Ventura: Pet Detective is still number one on my comedies list, but right behind it, Raising Years. Oh, uh, really? I'm a when nature's calls guy, but that's all right. <laughs> we ought to do a top ten comedies of all time at some point this next year. I think that would get some interesting. That would get some some good response. We also got a good recommend on the essential viewing. So I'm thinking yeah two of each genre hmm. essential okay. viewing bad about movies list from each of us maybe when things get thin here in the next few weeks sure what do you think of that or maybe three i just readers. got the alfred hitchcock masterpiece collection on blu-ray i'm gonna have to revisit those at some point some throwback episodes that's good so good, good. those yeah. are man a lot to get to a lot to get mm-hmm. to speaking of mm-hmm. let's get to uh talk about room this movie kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, we kind of had to pull an Audible on this one. Um, thank you to our sponsor, by the way, Audible.com. Audible.com slash mad for your free trial. We had to pull an Audible and, and Room just kind of, everyone's talking about it in a way. And um, um, I don't know if it's one we had circled earlier in the year. I certainly hadn't. No. But it's getting a lot of recognition. And it's sort of the... Brian, I don't, I don't. I thought about this sort of the beast of the Southern Wild of this year, kind of. Yeah, that's fair. It's very fair comparison, I feel like, and it's on the same level, man. But this one, this one, definitely threw me for a loop. Um, I'm not sure your reviews, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm interested in those. So, who wants to start it? Richard, we'll start with you. 
Yeah, I uh, I didn't know too much about this till I saw I saw it about two weeks ago. It's a subject. It's a movie I never thought I would see. Um, I was asked to see it by you know lovely date night. Uh, such a date film. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm. I well, saw it by myself, and I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't have to sit next to anyone through this. Yeah. Movie. No, but I saw this. I dated, and uh, gosh, it really hit me hard. It's it's such yeah. a powerful movie, and you know, it really emerges. I I've known who Brie Larson is for a couple years, and thought she's great at uh, a certain type of thing, but this was a whole different type of thing, and now I'm really excited um, to see. Uh, where this her career goes because I think this is definitely a launching point uh, for her and I saw her having one type of career and now I kind of see her having maybe another type and that's that's great um, I, I always knew she was good but I, I honestly didn't know she was this this good so mm-hmm. so what a film uh, we'll we'll get more into the subject matter <laughs> shortly uh, it's uh, it's definitely a tough watch and a heartbreaking watch but uh, definitely worth seeing uh, and, and these kind of stories come up in the news sadly more and more and it's sort of uh, to uh, cinemize them is is interesting. So so a movie not at all. I don't think a movie I ever thought I would I would like a lot. But I I was very high on this. I think it's one of the best, most affecting certainly films I've seen all year. This is as close to a masterpiece as you can get with this. I mean, this is an unbelievable movie. Um, just almost on almost every level the ingenuity it took to come up with the story i mean honestly who would think of this um it, like you said richard i never thought i would see this or does it ever be a movie that would exist let alone prominently in this in a star wars year you know it's um it's affecting and it's affecting a lot of people enough to i guess get the the buzz that he did i want to talk about the director because wow um lenny abrahamson I don't not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he did a movie called Frank a few years ago. Oh yeah, with Domino Gleason and and uh, and Fassbender as well. Who we had uh, discussed earlier, but good movie, interesting movie, definitely shows potential. This is a great movie, and it proves yeah. potential. So it'll I guess next year he'll be given an entire a Star Wars movie and a Marvel movie. Like uh, most directors that have small indie movies that are moderately successful have done in the past few years, but no, I kid. This was this was incredible. Um, that's my short review. So, yeah, up to you. Hello, you there? Yeah, Brian, you're on you. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you. Um, yeah, I was aware of this film because of the book. Some of my friends read the book last year, or the year before. And they described the book to me, and I was like, nope, I have zero interest in ever reading Same. or seeing totally that, that book because, like, I, you know, I've worked with kids forever, and um, I'm very deeply affected by uh, kids in distress, and it's made so much worse by actually having a child because now I just, like, have just ultimate fear and dread and all that sort of stuff, which is definitely the way to go through life. Um, <laughs> it's just this type of thing really hits hard and i have very rarely seen a film handle subject matter as depressing and heartbreaking and delicate as this in such a an effective but respectful kind of way you know it never feels um like it's 
extorting the the uh, the issue here, you know, or exploiting, excuse me, exploiting what's what's happening or doing anything for shock value. And uh, that's what that's why it is as good as it is. This is why it's a great film instead of. You know, I think it's something like Prisoners last year that um, we watched and we reviewed and we uh, at least I came out saying I never want to see that again and I never want to think about it again because it was just so dark and depressing. And this is even more dark and depressing in a lot of ways, but it is presented in a in such a unique way that you kind of um, I don't ever want to see this again, but it's not quite the same level of please God don't ever make me watch that again. But at the same time, I genuinely, I've never in my life had a panic attack or, or, uh, anything of the sort. I'm generally a fairly kind of roll with the punches kind of guy, you know, nothing. I don't get scared. I don't get, um, too worked up about anything that's not, um, like Dirk Nowitzki related or anything. And so I'm pretty even keel on, on most things. I very genuinely, very nearly had a panic attack watching this movie. Like it really, it really messed with me and stressed me out much more so than any horror movie that I've seen maybe ever. You know, I was just, um, I don't want to get into spoilers too soon, but the scene where the, the kid is trying to make a break for it. I, I seriously, like I was just weeping and, um, and just like, like the ugly sob, you know, where you can't catch your breath, like that kind of, of uh, borderline, (laughs) like hysteria almost it was it's such an emotionally charged film in the most um authentic kind of way that it possibly not melodramatic at all yes i mean they're totally different but you watch how this handles this then you watch something like concussion handles its subject matter granted a much lighter subject matter but still it's like this is so much more tactfully done yeah it is (laughs) it there's my first uh word I thought of after this was just genuine. Um, yeah, it feels almost like a documentary in a way. And that's crazy. I mean, it, um, I don't know who the little boy was who played Jacob Trimble. Max, or who, I don't know what his name was who played Jack, but he was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to find, I think he deserves someone, an Oscar. I do. I mean, I mean, I really wow. do. He's, he's incredible. Ja- Jacob Trimble is his name. What do we what do we say about Brie earlier? She's Brie? Great. Yeah. She's great in this and it's it's a total right turn for her career. Mm-hmm. Because Did I he, think she was starting to get a little pigeonhole into like mm-hmm. uh relatable love interest in rom coms and now and in like doing some mumblecore movies and now this is like this is uh, gonna, I think really will catapult her into a different level of, of actress, which she obviously was the whole time. But but now we get to, right. you know, it's all about someone. People have to see you do it before they cast you to do it. Right. Yeah. She got this role because of what she did with the movie called Short Term 12. It yeah. came out yeah. at the end of 2013, which is a very good film. And it's like the this was I think this was the I, I'm with you, Richard. Like I would have never even having seen that. And she's very, very good in that. I think got some award consideration for it as well. Um, this is such a, a huge bump up from from that, but that was kind of like the stepping stone from the love interest in Twenty One Jump Street to Oscar nominated. You know, all the whole nine yards. Yeah, sure. This movie could have gone. I didn't know where it was going to go at the beginning. I mean, the, the 
I mean, honestly, I, I was pretty blind to this going in. Didn't know much about it other than it takes place in a small room. Or, I mean, that's really what I knew is that it's a very uh, claustrophobic movie. Yeah. Didn't know the, you know, the subject matter of this. But um, once you figure that out in this movie, it's just you want any you don't want to do anything you can to change it. You know, um, it. I felt like they could have done the entire movie on just them escaping the room and uh, maybe the alerting the authorities like that could have been the movie. But mm -hmm. I mean, instead, when that happens, we get this whole second act really of self-discovery for this little boy who's been just it, literally in his whole life in the room. And right. um, it's just something you never would, you, you think about what, what you would do. Or, I mean, if you were in your whole life, you at five years old, you discovered everything. I mean, just think about, I, I just can't imagine that it's, um, it's certainly a feasible scenario though. And that's what's scary. <laughs> this could, and sure. probably is happening is disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised by how quickly we got to a resolution as far as getting. We, are we in spoilers at this point? We're we are in okay. spoiler, 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 right. spoiler, 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 spoiler. I, I was surprised at how quickly we got to a resolution of them getting out of the room and getting out of the shed. I I did not expect that at all because it seemed. I don't know exactly where it was in the movie, but it seemed like that was. Uh, you kind of feel like this is like going to be up until the last five minutes of the film before they get out of here. And really it's, it's about halfway through the last half of the film is just dedicated to how do you recover from that? How does the mother recover? How exactly. does she raise her child in a world he's never known? And, and man, that's a more interesting story in a way too. I was mm -hmm. really glad it had that because yeah. I feel yes. like a lot of people would just make the, the, you know, the thriller. It would be the easy way out. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen that type of stuff before, mm -hmm. and it's interesting, uh, and it's a little more like uh, dramatic to see, yeah, what is life like after that? Because there are people that go through that. It's mm -hmm. certainly interesting. Like, how do you, how does one recover from that? Uh, yeah, no, I, I like that. I agree. Same thing. I was like, you know, after a few minutes, you're like, I don't know how long I can deal with the, you know, yeah. the drama of will they or won't they, and. Uh, it was kind of not only was it refreshing that they got out, but then it became this really interesting uh, kind of left turn from there. Yeah, you just you just feel the fear here, and mm -hmm. man, and after he escapes, and we again we're in spoilers big time, spoilers. Um, and he's meeting with the cops, and he doesn't oh remember gosh. his mom's name. I just like, I, I don't know. It was just heartbreaking, and I was just like, I cannot believe. What if he doesn't remember his mom's name and that's what keeps him from, right. you know, his own well, mother? You yeah, know, and just, you, oh you, you have that same – at the same moment, you have that – the female cop is trying to get something out of him and the male mm -hmm. cop is just – he doesn't know anything, just all this mm -hmm. stuff. And you're just like – I, I was literally yelling, <laughs> like, stop, stop <laughs> talking. Just, you know, I, it was super, super stressful. Yeah, it was – luckily – I mean, the movie could have ended on the cops storming the house, and that yeah. could have been, been mm -hmm. it. And, I, and that's I'm, I'm what just, I expected. Yeah. yeah, I thought that thought it was going to go that way, but it didn't, and and it surprised me. But another just heart wrenching scene is her telling her son to go, you know, in the rug and explaining to him what to do, and him actually executing the plan and everything is just, I don't know, it's 
It's it's really hard to talk about. If honestly. anyone if anyone has ever done that in a rug, I mean, could think of a, I can't think of a worse scenario for somebody, especially somebody who's never been literally in the world before. You know, it's just mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, the scene where he's in the back of the truck and yeah. and you, he's just like looking up into the sky and seeing all these new things for the first is just harrowing, you know. <laughs> they do and a, so stressful, it's just so stressful. I I feel like they did a good job of at least showing us his perspective. It was really, it really was through his eyes, yes, and, which is not easy. Is yeah. even the audio and everything and. The loud beaming, booming voices and the bright and the brightness, I would assume, would be the most shocking thing about being out of a room for like that for so long, which right. would be the the sheer power of every everything, the um, enormity of it all would overwhelm you. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's crazy. Where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough to uh, it's tough to talk about would... because it's such an interesting and unique and terrifying film and in different type of terrifying than, than yes. your typical right uh horror movie it's 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 uh but it's it's triumphant kind of in its own way too it's it's uh i would really really recommend this movie to a lot of people i think it leaves you with a you know i'm not normally one for that kind of story but i think it definitely that's what you're going to think about for better and for worse for mm-hmm. a, a lot of days and uh i i highly recommend it so I guess we'll move on to grades then, yeah. and we will start with Brian. I'm going to give it a solid A, and this is going to be this is the type of film that uh, it would get an Oscar vote for me were I given such a such an honor. Um, but it may not make my Good top ten of the vote. year. Always you know what I mean? Oscar votes. Yeah, I know. Look, I I feel like I deserve it. I've been covering <laughs> it for. 12 years now and uh so expect my my you have one worn a tuxedo once yeah so. yeah at least at least once in my life i have worn a tuxedo so i feel like that makes me qualified i, I agree i have many movie lists on my hard drive on my computer does that does that help i guarantee i've seen more movies than like 90 percent of the people who are voting for that's probably true that's definitely true actually yeah <laughs> Is that a Dwight Schrute brag right it there? Is. I've seen over 400 <laughs> films. Um, yeah. So anyway, like, this year. This year, yeah. You have way more, you have a way better Blu-ray wall than, than most voters. That's totally true because that's probably a dead medium for most people. But, you know, it's fine. Uh, I'm good. But, no, look, I, it's a great – it's a very, very good movie. I think it's going to get some award contention, and I think Brie Larson probably deserves the uh, the Oscar uh, for best actress, it may not make my my personal top ten list though, because I never, like I said, I never want to see this again. It stressed <laughs> me out so much, and uh, that does factor into like favorites factor into my top ten list at the end of the year. But if I had an Oscar vote, uh, this would be this would be in the nominations for sure. Okay, Richard, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a solid A too. Uh, echoing a lot of what Brian said, but this was more of an entertaining watch than I expected it to be. Not to say it's uh, Furious 8 or anything, but it's it's done artfully and tactfully enough to where it's not a total want to kill yourself. Even though this is great, I'm so depressed right now. It, you know, it is done with a certain tactfulness that I admire. And I, I echo completely what you said on, on Larson and, and, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to uh, her. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to her next few films because I think this is definitely a launching film. Sure. Great. Kent, what about you, my friend? I'm going to go A. Okay. Solid A. Triple A. Great. 
Maybe. If you call us, we'll come pick you up. This is as good as it gets, really. We should get awesome. AAA as a sponsor, only on episodes where we give <laughs> three A's. <laughs> I like it. Well, where can we find you online, Brian? You can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com, and there will be much writing this week. I'm, I'm working on putting all my lists and such together as we speak, so look for that stuff. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on uh, on the Twitter at Richard Barden or at richardbarden.com. That's B-A-R-D as in dog, O-N as in Nancy. And Kent, where are you online? I've been looking find for me. you for years. Find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison. Find our show online at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Uh, only our most recent hundred, I believe, are available on iTunes. So you're going to want to hit that subscribe button. Uh, we will see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Good. Goodbye. Baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salad and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya the salad is They're calling again.